what's up? It's too much dip. It's our sports podcast. My name is David. I'm going to host. Some people call me Dave. Some people call me Y2Dave. Whatever you want to call me, I'm here to host. Uh, here's a guy who goes by many names. It's Dylan Chivery. Hello, Dave. Hello, KJ. Uh, I'd like to congratulate Chris Beard on finding new employment. Shout out Ole Miss. Shout out Chris Beard and his family. Yeah. Well, one of the prominently uh, placed uh, topics of conversation in our sports party segment that we'll be doing in probably about 45 minutes. But, hey, I'll yeah. say it. Good coach. Okay. Good coach the basketball, man. Hey, KJ, live from Wisconsin, my guy. Oh, many are asking me to bring this up on air. I was going to ask you guys right before the pod separately. Um, for several years, you guys have hinted at it. Uh, are you actually the ones that got SVP or SVP? I'm, I'm not sure what happened with SVP over the weekend, but mm. was that Scott Van Pelt related? No, common misconception. Uh, that's, that was S- SVB. B is in bank, not Pelt. But, <clears throat> of course, if you're new here, where he's referring to uh, that time we almost had Scott Van Pelt working for this company, which would have been a crazy move for him. But, I mean, he was right there. He had the <laughs> offer. He didn't sign it. And, in fact, he never really said no. So, offer still stands. Well, uh, I won't ask anything about the rumors about uh, Mina Kimes' contract negotiations taking a little longer than ESPN would like either. Who knows who else is in, dis- in conversations with him? Who knows? This is- didn't we talk about Mina Kimes earlier too? We did. We've had this is this is good. KJ's got <laughs> no surprise that KJ would bring her up. He's got circling back brain. He's got I, something. Brain. It's it's always been the case, even when recording in person in studio. I would not be present during the recording of the episode. Something that's not even topical to that day would come up, and randomly it would happen. I I just call that you know riding the same wave. KJ, I like that too much dip quarter zip you're rocking. One of my favorites. God, I don't even have one, one of them. Get one of them. I should get one. Actually, you can't anymore. Yeah, you can't. Those aren't available. <laughs> but there is other stuff. The Too Much Dip bar hat that's not prominently featured behind you anymore. I think, should... I think Randy swapped it out with this other John. Quit effing around with the studio, Randy. It, Leave the Johns in place, man. It's bit madness. I hey, put the bit madness. Hey, Randy, uh, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm sorry. The mic went down. No, that was me. That was me. <laughs> Randy did have a good weekend. Real good weekend. I, I want to know how the event was Friday. You, know, uh, you must be talking about Washed Fest. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Hey, the people showed up, KJ. Palomas were flowing. We, we had a couple Ooh. Palomas. Did you have one? Merch, I didn't have one. Uh, they were very good. Fuck. Merch was distributed. Early Birds, or good friends at Early Birds CBD were there. Uh, Dr. Edward Zuckerberg showed up. Um, you might otherwise know him as Mark Zuckerberg's father. He was there. Are we sure that was him? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, be- I was going with it earlier. He's, I- a, he's a dentist. KJ the dental panel right after wash fest. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't, uh, get up on that panel. Cause they used to call you the dental tam, didn't they? Yeah, they did. That was a different time of my life though. I'm out, I'm out of practice. Of like, I wouldn't have much to say. Right. Yeah, Zuck was there. It was <laughs> sick, dog. <laughs> KJ, why didn't you fly uh, down? Well, see, that's the thing I wanted to get to. 
I am flying down for the fest. It just seems that we may have our dates mixed up. Uh, so, a little breaking news. There will be a special guest in studio next week. Who knows who it will be, but it's probably going to be me. Crank it, Glenn! That's sick. I'm pretty stoked for that. I forgot that was next week. Uh, your boy is uh, very stoked for Brandon Stokely. Way off my off that uh, trip. I, I don't know why I tried to force Brandon Stokely in there. Yeah, you didn't have to. You were doing great. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Everybody has a heat check. You pulled up from half court. It's okay. I uh, glanced at my notes, and it just went straight to the top of the list. <laughs> can I ask a question? Um I consider both of you two's guys uh, the types who would follow such a thing. Uh, Academy Awards last night. The in memoriam segment. It seems more and more frequently that they are leaving out some relatively big names. Is mm-hmm. this a um, intentional omission so people like us will talk about it and so Twitter will get mad and it generates buzz? Because... Okay, I didn't watch. You will be surprised to learn I was not tuned in to watch uh, the Jimmy Kimmel-led Oscars. However, (laughs) missing from the in-memoriam segment, which is where the actors who have passed this year are featured, Mm -hmm. Paul Sorvino, Anne Heche, Tom Sizemore, uh, Leslie Jordan, Charles B. Dean. Mainly the first three are the three, but mainly... Paul Servino and and Anne Hayes, she's been in some good stuff. But Tom Sizemore, he's been getting a lot of play on this on this show recently, uh, mainly due his due to his work in Heat and Saving Private Ryan. But Paul Servino, we just not gonna we're not doing that. And we we did Ray Liotta and not Paul Servino. Well, Tom Sizemore, I think I understand. I guess am I to believe that this is from like show to show is their calendar year or we're doing in the year of 2022. KJ, you're not going to get that answer here. The- so if, if Sizemore falls in that category, I get it. And Hayesh definitely flew off the rails last year. So that should be included. Sorbino passed a uh, summer of 2022 though. So he, he definitely would qualify yeah. either way. Yeah. That's weird. He's a, that's a name, Dave. There was another, <clears throat> Good fellas. There's another that's not like somebody I was super familiar with. Um, so I will, you know, claim ignorance there, but the Academy should know. Gonna butcher the name. Uh Char Charby Dean, correct? I don't know her. South African actress who passed last year, like due to like a sepsis complication. Kind of a weird story. Either way, she should have been included as she was like a lead actor in one of the like movies or film of the year, like candidates yeah so it should have been somebody on their radar it's a little wild this is probably a question that the our friends at brunch the brunch podcast could address those guys have the best hands down the best academy award coverage you won't find better anywhere else that includes the e-channel they know their shit they know their stuff man they actually watch these movies they don't just look at the titles and make jokes like some podcasts our podcast pretty much um Let's get to what everybody tuned in for, the sports, specifically the NFL, because uh, the last two hours have been very busy, as predicted. Um, it's not being officially reported, but Trey Wingo is saying that he has heard 
Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a done deal. Uh, you have Jets players tweeting like they're, you know, how excited they are to play with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm assuming it is done. It's just funny that none of the the, the national outlets have run with it yet. Uh, thoughts? I think this. I think we all assumed this was going to happen, but now that it's here, how do you feel? Uh, as a Wisconsin resident, I am not on my post of monitoring the local news uh, or sports media as closely as I should. But with that said, I will have a better report for next week. How do I feel about damn time? Uh, gotta say, uh, that is a weathered a weathered man who overthinks and under delivers to a certain extent. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do in a really difficult division and an even tougher conference, I guess you could say AFC quarterback roster continues to be loaded. Agree. Uh, yeah, obviously Garrett Wilson. I mean, that that's a, a much more talented roster, I would say, than Green Bay is at this point, and throwing to a guy like Garrett Wilson. Packers just refused to give him I mean, of course that he's had he had Devontae for years there, but uh and this seemed to be a no rush to replace Devontae with like a really good weapon at receiver. I get it for him. Um that's a that's a kind of an exciting team. Uh quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, they they might actually be somewhat decent. Uh we'll see. Dylan, um, I'm glad you brought up Garrett Wilson because he is uh, he is tweeting as NFL players have been doing more and more lately. He says, "I can finally enjoy my vacay now." Mm-hmm. Of course, the implication there is that he wasn't enjoying it up until that moment. He also said, "Y'all should see the smile on my face or on me right now." RN actually, it's slang for right now. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. This well, if you're Zach Wilson you- right now, how you feeling? Uh. <laughs> I mean, getting replaced by a top five quarterback? Sure. All time? I'll give you that. All time? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. You want to say top 10? Yeah. Top five? Definitely top 10. KJ, who's your top He's five? He's got one Super Bowl. Give but. us your top five, KJ. Go ahead. Uh, Rodney Pete, Randall Cunningham, Andre Ware, uh, Tony good. Banks, and um, That's good. Mm, Quincy Banks. Carter. Oh. That's good. And you nailed this. You absolutely Dante nailed Culpepper. That. And then Aaron Rodgers is somewhere now. like Tony probably Brady. seven to ten for KJ, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're Zach Wilson, you're like, okay, it sucks that uh, you know, that my my teammates seem to be elated this is this is going on, but like I kind of get it. You know? He's somewhere watching from afar with a, a fedora with safari flaps, reading the tweets. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the- <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What what is so Green Bay? They roll. They roll Jordan Love. What are they going to do? They're going to go after. They believe. They believe in J Love. That guy stinks. Nah, you haven't seen him in practice. Is it Tank City time in Green Bay? That guy stinks. No, I think I think they're serious. They actually are going to run with him. I don't know. KJ, you're up there. What's the what are uh, the streets saying, man? <laughs> I mean, if he's going to the Jets, you're getting something back. Uh, so. You got to imagine that's going to play into it. I I venture to guess that they're going to be comfortable with at least a year of Jordan Love. Um, Garoppolo, we'll get to in a moment, is signing in uh, Las Vegas. So that's one off the board. You're going to have names like uh, Andy Dalton available. Uh, Big name. That's a name you're like, familiar uh, with. 
I don't know what that means. Oh, You're a big fan. Well, I just mean other quarterbacks. I mean, next to Jordan Love, I'll take Andy Dalton 10 times out of 10. I think we'd agree. Um, you might have Zach Wilson available. <laughs> Who knows? So they're going to do something besides Jordan Love, even if it's just Jordan Love for this year. Oh, um, Cole, uh, give me, I'd go with Brissett, Jacoby Brissett. Okay. You'll go out there. He'll win you six. Kobe. You're looking to win more than six. He'll win you six if that's what you want. Six isn't going to get you in the playoffs, especially with the expanded schedule. He'll get you six, though. <laughs> He'll also lose you 11. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're in the AFC South. Like, that's just not going to cut it. Uh, real quick, my, my thoughts on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Are we sure that Garen Wilson's tweet was not just that he, like, finally got to the front of line at, like, Senior Frogs? Uh, and he's just on spring break. Oh. He's like PCB. He heard about the curfew for all the young kids. He's like, okay, more for me. This is great. I can enjoy this. Yeah, that he found a guy. Uh, he found the dude on the beach who has sells Mota out of a suitcase. Do you know where Garrett Wilson played his his high school football? No, no idea. Um, Hoover Ra- Round Rock, Lake Travis. I was close. I was what. In the ballpark. I don't think he played all four years there, but he finished he finished his high school football days at Lake Travis High School, which is bizarre to me. Uh, so who was his QB? I, that's putting you on the spot, and I don't expect you to I know don't the know. answer. But it, it was somebody we know. I don't know. Texas, Texas obviously maybe? missed on him. Or is he Westlake? Who? Well, it's, it's not Klubinick. What was the one? Uh, it might have been a Brewer, one of the Brewer brothers, I would guess. Is that not Lake the Travis? The Brewer bros uh, were, were Lake Travis. If Charlie. Klubnik was class 22, Garrett Wilson class of 19. So it was but a year. Was, if he was uh, there all four Westlake, years, it was a year of overlap. So who, who took the L from Texas? Who was, who was the head coach at that time? Was that Charlie Strong or was that Herman? That, that, that was Herman. Mm. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Herman. Yeah, that was Herman. Uh, anyway, I found, found that interesting. That's fun um, fact. On Aaron Rodgers, unsolicited follow recommendation. Matt Leinert's Instagram game isn't terrible. I realize like all my random like parenting accounts I've been following have been like, hey, I'm going to sit in the closet and talk to you mom to mom, like Instagram reels. And I'm like, okay, clearly this ain't for me. I need to up my like dad accounts. Matt Leinert was uh, where I found an opportunity he was at some quarterback clinic with uh, Max Duggan, um, Desmond Ritter, who's uh, the Falcons quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers was present. Like, that type of event does not scream Aaron Rodgers to me. So maybe his, like, actual in-person um, persona is, you know, him player to player or teammate to teammate is much more – personable than he is with the media if that's the case you know best of luck to him that's what they lacked with zach wilson it sounds like i think aaron Rodgers is is generally well liked um by people yeah. around the league um i think it's mainly media aaron made the mistake and is currently making the mistake of doing what most people who find um transformative experiences through psychedelics this is something that they run into and it's talking about it too much and I understand if I were, I bet if I were to go through something like that, I would want to talk about it too. I would want to share that knowledge, but just to, to, to regular people who aren't super online, who don't know, um, who don't listen to Rogan, who aren't familiar with Aubrey Marcus, they're just like, dude, what? 
I everything he says, I'm like, man, that's I'm glad he found you know, that's cool. It sounds like it's working for him. That's awesome. But it's just it's like I don't know. It's like when someone starts a vegan diet for the first time and exactly keto. They take on the personality of someone who's KJ is uh tripping out on screen right now. I can't look at him. Oh, dude, KJ just entered the DMT portal. But yeah, it, it's it's like uh, going vegan after thirty five years, and you're like, "Hey, I'm the vegan guy now," and you're gonna hear you're gonna hear all about it's, it. It's it becomes your personality. Yeah, it really does. Like keto. Remember when I was keto? A lot of people still talk about it because because of the gains that I, I I made. Remember when you started intermittent intermittent fasting, and you just like still, would not stop. Still doing it intermittently. That's <laughs> that's, that's it. good for you, man. Hey. Um, What's for dinner, KJ? I, I guess, mm, fantastic question. Your boy uh, went and picked up some sandwiches. Sounds real lame, but there's like an Eatsies-esque place down the street called Brennan's. Pick okay. Up one for now, one for later. Um, the Panthers, I, I guess we've got a month until the draft, so I don't know how much I care to talk about the Panthers picking up the number one pick, but that's notable. Uh, very notable. It was it was it was atop my list until the Rogers thing broke. Um, yeah, rumor is that they're very interested in two guys. Would you like to guess who those two quarterbacks are? Stroud. Hmm. Max Duggan. No. Dylan. Anthony Richardson. Uh huh. Max Duggan. <laughs> no, st- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's Stroud. Stroud. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and I know. Yeah, and I'm. Anytime something like this happens, you start seeing leaks like, oh, they're really, really high on this guy. You're like, all right, well, what are they what are they trying to throw off? Um, like what else do they have planned? But um I like both those dudes. And it sounds like the Texans, who I think were, you know, obviously they've got the second pick and they were first in line to get to get boned on this deal. Uh I don't know where they're at, but they're gonna have a quarterback there at two that they're gonna like. Who do they like? Like Bryce, man. My sources in Houston have been pretty quiet. I think they do like Bryce, but they're also high on CJ Stroud. I'm going CJ, dog. You going <laughs> CJ? I think he's the odds-on favorite to go in one. I think he's going to Carolina. I think the Anthony Richards Richardson thing is. I still like him a lot. I might take him over uh, Bryce Young, which a lot of people would say is insane. But I'll be interested to see uh, where will. Levis, Levi's, whatever, where he ends up getting picked because I feel like at the end of the season, that was the name that we began to hear out of nowhere that inevitably by draft time, he would be like the unquestionable Mike Mayock number one overall pick after not hearing his name at all during the actual season. Uh, And I'm kind of glad it hadn't gone that way. You know, as somebody who roots for a team that drafted Blake Bortles, who went through a very similar transition, like, I'm kind of predisposed to just hate on players who just out of nowhere become the guy in the offseason. Speaking of the guy, we didn't get to this last week. The Giants mm-hmm. are all in on the guy, one Daniel Jones. Yeah. Four-year deal. Four-year deal. 160 mil. Um, I've read mixed reviews on this. I, as someone who uh, is a fan of a team that plays them – Twice a year, love it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, no one's no one's uh, threatened by this. 
you know, this is, he's, he's fine. He's good. He's fine. He's not like, he's not going to go out and get the game for you, which the Cowboys have the same kind of quarterback. So they franchise Saquon, correct? So yes. they're running back the Saquon DJ thing. If help when healthy, that is a, that is a good tandem. Really, really strong on the ground. It's uh, it's the whole throwing the ball thing that is the question. Which he's pretty good at. <laughs> yeah. He's and they're bringing back Sterling Shepard. Pretty good. I think, you know, yeah, no, not notable on like a league level, but he's, I believe, their number one wide receiver. Why does it feel like he's been in the league for 15 years? And yeah, that offense kind of stinks. <laughs> kind of stinks. Yeah. It's not great. They'll, they'll, get, they'll go out and get you 21 a game. Um. There you go. 21 a game. Uh, Garoppolo to the Raiders. KJ mentioned that uh, earlier, but I don't – is that an upgrade from Derek Carr? No. No. It doesn't feel like it, right? No. D- Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Garoppolo. Garoppolo, however, is much better looking. D- well the- – <laughs> And that matters. Well, all right. So, to each his own. He's a very handsome guy. He is a hot guy. And, you know – it would be I would be not using my platform uh, to its fullest fullest extent if I didn't say this is huge for the Italian American community after what they did to Paul Sorvino last night or didn't do I should say right so getting Garoppolo in there Garoppolo in Vegas is a problem I don't know what his marital status is but that wow. dude that dude in Vegas is a problem right looking forward to seeing him at Drace sometimes sometime in the future yeah. I mean, he's a problem wherever he goes, pronounced. Dave. <laughs> KJ, is that, what is? I don't know what that is. Is that the club that you decided to buy a two thousand dollar bottle of champagne at? <laughs> yeah, you're never in charge. Was- never again are you in charge of buying a bottle wherever we go. We all need to take this conversation to your biz dev guy who booked that. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's. We should do a round us table and I pointed Dylan's at the bottom party. of the menu. <laughs> I had I had two I had two and a quarter ounces of Dom. Like oh, I, guess, I guess we can get out of here now. I, it it might have been I a saving out grace of it immediately. It, it was probably a saving <laughs> grace because we just had a very boozed up uh, dim sum brunch. You almost said dimadom, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Fucking the dimadom <laughs> owns so much real estate in my head. It's insane. No, uh, so we go do that, which was a great brunch. Maybe the highlight of the meals in Vegas. And we walk over to this club next door that, you know, Brett has set up, talked to the guy and it's their grand opening. And it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And we're the only, we're, we're like eight of like 30 people in there, Mm -hmm. but they're still doing the sparklers. They've got the signs up for Dylan's bachelor party, bottle service girls and stuff. And logos of one of the shows on the ceiling. I don't even know if we want to call that out. That was actually kind of cool. That might have been the highlight of that whole. I did. Moment. I did forget about that. And we did get some really dope photos of uh, of Flounder, but KJ, honestly, you saved us by doing the champagne because had we sat there and bought like, let's say we did like a, a five hundred dollar ball at Tito's, which is how, how much that wasn't an cost. option. Okay, had we done something like cheaper that was like a bottle of liquor, we would have been there for a while. Instead, we got in. It was the most tactical club experience ever. We had our we had our our dom, and then we were out within twenty five minutes. <laughs> I walked out as soon trouble. as like pin hit the paper on the fo- like lit up folio. I immediately walked out. I don't even know if I drank the champagne. I wasn't even there long enough to like say it angrily just for the shits and grins. But in hindsight, 
we lost more money at the blackjack tables in that casino after that event <laughs> than we did in that restaurant. It was Anyways. an expensive three hours, four hours. We got we had some trouble. The best there. purple pancakes I ever had, but that didn't outweigh everything else that happened. <laughs> you guys, uh, any any more breaking NFL news before we move on? No, no, no. But uh, I, I will ask if anyone or Randy sees it go official uh, on Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, there's no reason to, uh, yeah, I guess it's popping up uh, on uh, NFL network. So might as well lock that in. So here we go. Yeah. Randy, you're going to be our hot stove guy. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So they're okay. The big outlets are running with it now. Yeah. Yep. They're doing the, the classic report. Like, Hey, we're not saying this, but some are saying, some are saying, Rogers to the Jets is done. Guys, we just talked about our Vegas trip. And um, one thing I took with me to Vegas was my shady rays. You know why? I'm tired of I'm tired of losing expensive sunglasses or breaking them. I've lost so many on like trips, on bachelor party trips in the past. There's nothing worse than buying a pair of expensive sunglasses and losing them right after you get them. I like non-expensive sunglasses that look expensive. Like Shady Rays. They look good. They look damn good. You were wearing them yesterday. I sure as shit was, Dave. They're durable, built to tackle all of life's outdoor adventures. Their styles are timeless and on point. They make me look good. And that's uh, they're doing a lot. They do a lot for me. It's part of my glow up. Plus, all Shady Rays have polarized lenses for crystal clear vision and strong sun protection. That's the real test of a good pair of shades. KJ, you got yours. Are you liking them? I think I know the answer. Love them. They have become my primary uh, glass sunglasses of uh, choice. Every morning, phone, wallet, keys, Shady Rays out the door. Wow. That's big. I go through that same uh, one, two, three. Speaking of strong, here's why I don't worry about losing or breaking my Shady Rays ever. Every pair is backed by their industry-leading lost and broken replacements program. Break or lose your pair the second you take them out of the box. They will send you a replacement pair for free. How about that? How many sunglass companies are doing that? I, I don't know. This is huge for me. I like I I started this read off by saying I lose them all the time. I also break them. I will break I will break some sunglasses in a golf cart on you. I'm really bad about that. It's, it's happened true, multiple folks. times. With every order, the Shady Rays Impact Program works with nonprofits worldwide to make an impact on the lives of children and young adults like building play sets for pediatric cancer patients and creating adventures for young adults with cancer and MS. You and Shady, Shady Rays are making an impact together. How about that, man? Again, how many sunglasses companies are doing that? I, again, I, I don't know the answer, but probably not many. What's better than getting one pair of Shady Rays and not worrying if you break them or lose them? Getting two. Go to ShadyRays.com bang and use code bang. And for a limited time, when you buy a pair of Shady Rays, you'll get a second pair for free. That's ShadyRays.com slash bang, S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com slash bang. Use code bang to get a second pair of Shady Rays free. That's a great deal. ShadyRays.com slash bang, code bang. Every morning. Oh, you guys want to talk bullies of Baltimore? Let's talk it. Sorry, that was a little sugar ray for you. I was letting you go. 
kind of yeah, faded out there. Not a lot of oomph behind that. <laughs> you knew where the, the true singing alpha lies, and it's right I meant here. to go, I want Shady Rays, and forgot which song I was going to pull. It's good. That's fine. Uh, we watched The Bullies of Baltimore. It's the um, highly touted 30 for 30 on the 2000 Baltimore Ravens team. I have to tell you, most of this was new to me. I I don't outside of the uh, some of the more newsworthy stories. I don't remember a lot like of what? this. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, and maybe we'll talk about it uh, as much or or more than the actual documentary did. What are you talking about? Which part? Ray Lewis um, questioned for uh, the murder of two men, the stabbing of two men. That, that surely that's not new to you. What do you mean? Right. He's like everything else was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought you were saying that. It's like, well, I, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You know about that. No, I, I'm i well aware. Um, This was pretty much the Shannon Sharp, Tony Siragusa show. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say, with, without Goose and Shannon Sharp, who are some seriously compelling characters, I, I didn't need to hear from, I didn't need to hear from Trent Dilfer. Uh, I thought Dilfer was compelling because, I mean, he was widely shit upon, um, even after he won the Super Bowl, uh, some tough looks there for some, uh, some commentators, uh, our guy, Troy Aikman, oh man, just biting. But yeah, I mean, like they moved on from him after he won the Super Bowl. And, uh, I do not remember the, uh, him being with Tampa Bay. I don't remember him, uh, attacking whoever that was. Was it Randall? John Randall. John Randall. Mm-hmm. Like famer, like if that happened today, like we're we're talking about that, like for the next six weeks, he'd like jump. He actually tried to to attack that man. Yeah, <laughs> a bad man, John Randall. <laughs> KJ, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, growing up a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I was very aware of Trent Dilfer um, and his role in being absolutely spare. Um. I I guess you want to start documentary overall or Trent Dilfer in general, wherever you want to go with Trent Dilfer. I've got to at least confess to like John Randall member of uh, the Vikings hall of fame, Viking um, former Aggie. I didn't realize Texas native. Um, I've got to admit that I occasionally will think that he's no longer with us because Michael Clark Duncan died. Okay. And those are two different people. Just completely. Yeah, they absolutely are. One was the star of the uh, Green Mile. (laughs) The other is Hall of Famer, again, from the Vikings. So with that said, uh, Troy Aikman was right about Dilfer. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucked that year. Got the job done. Um, And kind of an ass. Still kind of an ass. Not like a jerk all around, but like. I think he somehow thinks he's, I don't know. I, I feel about him like uh, some individuals feel about Ron Jaworski. He ain't that great. Can you tell him? Oh, <laughs> Jaws? Come on. Don't, don't Jaws, slice Jaws. Um, well, he's a friend of mine. So Brian Billick. Uh, that's a name that like I hadn't thought about in a while, but uh, he came out of this looking pretty good in my book. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. I loved him, and, and it made me like jealous that I do like Mike McCarthy, but Brian Billick just—he seems like the the perfect coach for that team. 
Uh, okay. Not much to expound upon there. Not, not on that. <laughs> my, my points were not going to be about Brian Billick. I, he okay. didn't really leave much of an impression on me. Uh, my watching it, I was like, man, I feel like Syracuse died right around when this was filmed. And so I wonder if he, like, it was just, mm-hmm. it was weird watching it. And then, of course, you learn that he died a month after they start, they stopped filming. Uh, was Goose good on the sideline? I feel like he wasn't, but it surprises me that he wasn't. And I'm wondering how much of it was a chemistry fit. Not like on the sideline of like an actual game when he was doing commentary. I feel like he was good because he 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 wasn't asked to carry, you know, much of the broadcast. Like they would just throw it down to him. He would be on the field, like under the goalposts, just like making just quick comments about what's going on in the field. And like he was really good in small doses like that. He, he wasn't going to carry an entire segment or anything. He was there, Smiley Kaufman. But he was, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, a, a you know, such a character, very funny guy, uh, kind of felt like someone who was very widely beloved. Uh, Goose was a, a fun character to have around, for sure. Uh, not aware of the Goose-Phil Sims beef. I don't know how much beef there actually was. He made one comment. It seems right? like he didn't let it go. Eh. As he's still talking about it uh, 22 years later. Yeah. Um, Shannon Sharp was Shannon Sharp. He's going to do Shannon Sharp things. I thought he was really good. The uh, Tim, whatever the linebacker was that had the Shannon Sharp. Johnson? Was it Johnson? Johnson, Jackson. Uh, that was A-plus stuff. Yeah. I, I forgot that they were the first Hard Knocks team. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how long the show's been on? Yep. 2000, I guess it was 2001. It was the year after they won the Super Bowl, Gee, right? I had no idea. I would have guessed like nine years. Um, I've been way off. Yeah, and I... I remember that cow- that the first time the Cowboys were on it. I'm pretty sure it was a Quincy, like Chad Hutchinson. It was a really, really shitty Cowboys team. Um, also a shitty Cowboys team in 2000 as they got absolutely uh, shut out by the uh, <laughs> the that. Ravens. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's KJ. Um, You're back. Oh, I've, I've been. I'm sorry. I was I was here the whole time. You're I don't know what's out. going on. Yeah, we're having some issues. But I've got I've got you. But whatever. Um, Brian Billick, I'll, I'll add real quick. I completely forgot about his experience with the Vikings. My dad's been a Vikings fan since he was a kid, so kind of how I became a Bucks fan, somebody else that was in that division, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, like 98 season, you know, one of the best offenses of all time. Far and away, like one of the most fun football watching experiences, like, I've ever had. Um, so to know that he was like the offensive coordinator behind that, and you pair him with Marvin. Marvin Lewis. Lewis. I don't know why Smoot was stuck in my head. Whatever. Marvin Lewis. Uh, like, that's just a tremendous duo. For Jack Del Rio to get so much face time because of Ray Lewis's greatness, eh, I could do without. But Peter Boulware was also tremendous. So, like, you know, he deserves credit. Was – was uh, Billick the mastermind of that? I guess that was the year that they that Randy Moss absolutely pummeled the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in '98, right? Yes. So that was yes. Billick. I didn't. I guess I never gave him credit for being an offensive mind like to that extent. It's because you associate because him of with, how shitty Dilfer was. <laughs> well, you associate him with coaching the Ravens, which yeah. was a defensive juggernaut. If, so if it's yeah, like he must be a defensive guy. I guess he just wasn't. Sh- shows my ignorance on that because, like, I was like, oh wow, this dude does. Like an old school football guy who doesn't want to run the ball, 
like uh, <laughs> 35, 40 times. Like that's, that's crazy. But uh, the other, uh, the other element of that is they mentioned he is out of BYU, which BYU in the eighties was like known to be a passing juggernaut. Um, Steve, uh, Steve Young, of course, uh, of BYU fame, like all of that adds up for Brian Billick. So I'm like, I just didn't realize again, I was unfamiliar with the game prior to Baltimore. Um, about Siragusa, to what extent do you feel that the prominence of the Sopranos contributed to his popularity as a very large personality that was from New Jersey and also Italian American? I'm almost positive he cameoed in at least one Sopranos episode. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened. It was either Sopranos or some other mob movie, but. Uh, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, like that, that character that you just described, that plays to this day, like big, yeah, he's, he was big time Tommy before big time Tommy. Quintessential like, like muscle for yeah mafia family. Exactly. And Frank Cortese. It, it helped that he was uh, out there and he would give you a soundbite and it'd be normally it was a good soundbite, but yeah, the good, yeah, I'm. I think back to him on the sidelines, and I was he with uh, was it Daryl Johnston's crew? Was it him? Was Kenny it Kenny Albert and Daryl Johnston? I think he just got mixed in with the wrong with the wrong team because I feel like that should have worked better, and maybe maybe it did work better than I thought. But I remember toward the end there, it was kind of like, didn't they have him in like a, a goose mobile or something? It was <laughs> it was like a whole deal. Goose on the loose, I think, was the whole like title of that. But like, we eventually had the booger mobile, so like that's maybe what it's I'm not like of. TV got better. Um, I think what happened with him is so he was fired in 2015, the last season that he before he was fired, he was with Tom Burnham and Charles Davis. I think it was more of like television getting tired of that personality or not personality, but of that role, that sideline character role. Pam, Dave, um, Pam, Pam Oliver, I'm Aaron Andrews, man. Pam Oliver. I'm so bad with names. Pam Oliver and Aaron Andrews, like were right, like skyrocketing to, um, you know, popularity at this time. Uh, Aaron Andrews being with the A crew on Fox. So like, I think America was more, or TV was looking for, Hey, we need somebody who's not the 350 pound uncle making fart jokes in between plays. We'd rather it be Christina peak or whatever. Fair. Not the easiest on the eyes. <laughs> uh, um, goose though, man, how did you, how do y'all think he hand, they handled the documentary handled, uh, the double murder. <laughs> uh, they didn't oh. spend very much time on it at all. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was very topical and then they they spent more time talking about how the media discussed it than they did like actually like whoa 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 what happened here? Question, is there a, a documentary out there ab about that only? There is, KJ? Okay. Uh I believe it's because, two knives one suit, but Right. I don't There's think no that's way. actually the name. I'll There's look no way. There's no way. Two <laughs> knives one that. suit. <laughs> Yeah, the, the this uh, show just kind of just 
I don't know. This went real fast by. Just like, yeah, he was. Uh, by the way, he 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 ratted on the other guys that were with him. He did turn state witness on them, uh, but they were eventually acquitted themselves, and so. Yeah, it was it was weird. He he was obviously much more involved than than, than this documentary well, alluded to. Dylan the whole like suit thing that was like thrown in a dumpster or whatever. He had the ball and it was fourth in life. Yeah. What would you do if you had the ball? If they gave you the ball, they called your number, KJ, and it's fourth in life. How would you handle it? You never know how you're going to react. And I, uh, I gave a misleading statement to the police, you know, for that, you know, I apologize and uh but Nobody knows what they're going to do when the game's on the line. I got, I got teammates who look to me to know what to do in that moment, and I, and I did. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone football analogy during that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm not Ray Lewis. How did he not go super religious? He did later on. Late, like, ugh. He, he, he understood that there was, you needed to have a little bit of, of time. Like, if you go right to that, then they're like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? What are you hiding? But... um. No, I, I thought, man, that was such a weird, a weird time. And I don't know, I don't know how that's treated if it happens today. Uh, the murder? The double murder. We would murder. have 10 podcasts and it wouldn't be unsolved still. <laughs> Is it really still? So it's still open. Uh, yeah, because he's doing TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, I knew, I knew that. I thought maybe yeah, they had, yeah. they found the guys, no. you know, like much like how, you know, we're still, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, um, the, the parts that they glossed over was that his testimony was against his co-defendants, but his co-defendants were also found not guilty. Nobody went to jail for it because I mm -hmm. think it was a situation where they were all pointing at one another, so to speak. Or there was an I don't know, and none of the stories were corroborated. And it was only them three in the alley and the deceased, I believe. Did he miss any football? They he said did. that they, he didn't go to like Hawaii for the Pro Bowl or whatever. So I guess this, this all went down at the end of a season. But did it completely get wrapped up before the next season had started? Yeah. They had him there by day one of spring training. Jeez. Like uh, fall camp because they he did his press conference and moved on. Wow. Um. That I guess I valued that they laid out the timeline. I thought that it happened after their Super Bowl, but it was after the year before where he was just attending, you know, as a fan or whatever, you know what I mean, for the events surrounding it. That made much more sense in hindsight. Um, overall, what did you think about the documentary, David? I know you were a little bit hyped on this going into it, so I want to um, reserve. I thought it was above average. For 30 for 30, not the best they've done. Certainly not the best, but it with a limited, limited topic. And like what I did, I knew was an interesting team, but I didn't fully, uh, I didn't fully comprehend how many good personalities were involved. Um, but yeah, I give it, you know, three and a half, four stars. We're doing a one to five scale. Um, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to answer the question too. Go ahead. Yep. You're next. I wanted more Shannon Sharp. He didn't have a major presence in this documentary. He was there and he was on the on stage for that that whole presentation thing. Um, which I thought it was a little weird to just feature that throughout the I don't think this team was all that compelling. I don't know. Like, yes, Goose was a major personality, and so is Shannon Sharp. 
But like it was a good defense and a shitty offense, and they won a Super Bowl, and then they were dismantled. Like it, that team is not really on my radar of like great teams that I want to I want to know about. I don't know. It didn't do much for me. Not enough Shannon Sharp. The goose angle added a, a major element because of, of course, his his recent passing and all that. But didn't love it. I forgot about Tony Banks. Mm. I know KJ. He's in your top five. You, you, I heard you say that earlier. <laughs> Dante did, Culpepper uh, actually etched him out after, upon further. Oh, uh, he got bumped. I, I don't remember that name at all. And he he's terrible, dude. I I swear he was. He had. I think he was in Cowboys camp at one time. Like I feel oh, like he was. No, yeah. he started for the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. And like started two thousand two, two thousand three. Like he was right. Might have been the predecessor to uh, Quincy, and that whole deal. So, Tony Banks started for the Cowboys. He obviously, I think that's where he went next after the Rams was to the Cowboys. Before that, the reason he was there was the Rams had their whole Kurt Warner. Tony Banks preceded Kurt Warner. And then who was it? Matt Bulger was after that. But like after Bulger like arrived, Tony Banks, I think, got his big contract with Baltimore Obviously, as uh, they played the Titans, they were talking about, oh, this is one of the best teams in the league. Not highlighting that the Titans and the Rams, like, I believe were the Super Bowl the year before. And that was the Eddie George uh, Madden cover year. So, like, it was a tremendous deal to be playing the Titans at that time. They also, they didn't do a good job of framing, like, their offense being so bad. Aside from the Rams back then, very few offenses were like lighting it up. Uh, well, okay, let me pause it. The Rams, the Vikings, as we've already established, and then maybe the Colts were on their way, like with the Peyton Manning years. Like it just wasn't a lot of like big, gaudy number NFL teams. Like we didn't get into the point where like Texas high school football offenses were running the NFL and putting up 30, 40 points. Like, okay. I don't know. No, I. That's that's how I remember it. What was it? They went they went four games without scoring a touchdown. Something crazy. Five. 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 That I completely forgot. Oh yeah. I'm glad they highlighted that. That's insane. The goof on the roof was probably my favorite character in the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't privy to that. Did not know about that. KJ, you were right. But here, so leading into the 2001 season, Tony Banks was signed by the Cowboys to replace Troy Aikman. However, on August 15th, 2001, he was abruptly released, and they went with Quincy Carter. So I don't think he – doesn't sound like he ever played a snap, which is my memory Maybe of it. preseason. Yeah. I may be related to somebody who owns a Tony – well, owned a Tony Banks jersey, so that's why it's in my head. And it probably was, like, acquired via, like, Mission Arlington donation box or something. So <laughs> that all adds up. Yeah, that guy stunk. <laughs> Just tell people it's a Lloyd Banks jersey because you're a big G-Unit guy. <laughs> it would have been worth more back then in 01. Um, okay. My overall thoughts on the documentary. Again, being a big Buccaneers fan at that time who Bucks win the Super Bowl two years later, always preaching about how Derek Brooks had more tackles in 2000, more turnovers in 2000 or whatever year was like Ray Lewis's MVP year and, like, Derek Brooks didn't get the shine, I kind of came into it predisposed to be like, eh, F them. But I kind of forgot how tremendous, like, of a roster they had. Ozzie Newsom should have been on that stage and, like, been the focal point of how the hell did we get all of these pieces in one place? Like, 
well, it came at the cost of having Brandon Stokely and Quadri Ismail as your like wide receivers, but still like that's a, a loaded team. Um, but overall was not a fan of like the production of the documentary really liked the stories that I learned from it because all of the interviews were done on the same day as that event, like with the world's worst laptop camera angle. Like if I had to stare at Brian Billick's like sweat stains looking down at me again, I was just, I was losing my mind. About oh 10 yeah. Minutes in with that. Brittany walked in while I was watching. She goes, what is this camera angle? <laughs> it's so it's like a fisheye lens. It was just really strange. Um, like, and I kept going back to what would a Cowboys, like if the Cowboys did the same exact thing, they probably wouldn't be able to have it emceed by like their PR guy because, you know, he was fired for like upskirt shots. But, okay. If they've hired someone new in the <laughs> position, I'm sure. <laughs> but yes, that but is true. I also don't think that Jerry or their PR guy would like steer the conversation towards a Charles Haley, why'd you shit in that sunroof story? As like they did with Saragusa having, you know, bubble guts before a game. So like it just was a weird like it doesn't work. The, the Cowboys crowd would be so much different. Like that would be a black tie event with all of the Cowboys players up there from I don't know, you pick up Super Bowl year. It would be like five thousand dollars a ticket and <laughs> it would be the Jerry Jones show. And Charlie they, Kirk would be hosting. And he would intentionally leave Jimmy out. So no, it does not work in Dallas. And it would maybe you'd get Barry. Sorry, I didn't mean Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk. Why did what? I, I meant I meant to say Kenny Chesney. Oh, I was trying to think country <laughs> artists, and for some reason Charlie Kirk. Why is Kenny Chesney getting so much play in this company <laughs> the last two weeks? <laughs> I guess the Randy effect. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll be doing more of that here uh, yeah. in the off season. Yeah, we'll try to give you all more notice that we're watching it, so you can. Can watch or rewatch and and listen along with the fellas. Uh, now, Jake Locke. I feel like uh, you know that's that's Luke. my mental con- Luke. Damn it, uh, contribution to him uh, being a two time, maybe three time guest on the pod and big Ravens fan. Big Ravens fan. Hey, what's up with the cat? Uh, he what's seems to be uh, entangled in a little uh, situation. Um. <laughs> So when this dropped Thursday or Friday, uh, I saw Tiger trending, and I was like, oh, this this probably isn't anything good. And I clicked it, and I saw how it was being portrayed, and I was like, oh, no. I, I, can't, I can't mentally go through this again with the guy because um, there's just been a lot. But here's what's going on. So he's been dating uh, Erica Herman. For quite some time, six or seven years, I think. She's been with him. She was with him when he won uh, his master's. Um, mm-hmm. She's there with the family. And apparently he's been uh, living with him in one of their very, very nice homes. Um, but she is now alleging, through a complaint filed, uh, that she's been wrongly evicted. Now, what is she uh, saying might have happened? Well, she says that she was tricked or convinced to pack a suitcase for a short vacation. And when she arrived at the airport, someone told her that she had been locked out of the home. There was no uh, vacation, correct? There was no It was a forever booked. vacation. There was no flight booked. She showed up to the airport ready to go on a trip, bags packed, probably had like a 
a big goofy straw hat on and they're like by the way uh not only are you not going anywhere um you can't get into your crib anymore either also we're we're done yeah also yeah also you as you might guess the relationship is is over at the same time so sorry so you th- you think the, they told her like while she's at pre-check or you think she was at like an aunt annie's waiting in line there you gotta think they fly pry <laughs> As it is Tiger Woods, then that would be something. That would have should have been a giveaway if she like they handed her like a fake Delta ticket. <laughs> you flying coach, babe. I'll meet you there. Sorry, babe. Times are tough. Yeah. By the way, was Tiger not with her on the way to the airport? Uh, no. So he was like, "Yeah, I'll just." He meet sent you. a car. Oh, I'll meet you there. He had one of his guys. Yeah. He had uh, Patsy Parisi go pick her up. I'm coming from the range. Like, I'll just meet you there. Uh, she goes on to allege that agents of uh, the trust, who is the named defendant in this, uh, presumably Tiger or somebody on his behalf, removed her belongings from the residence and stole $40,000 in cash, making uh, defamatory allegations about how she obtained the money. Don't know what that means exactly. Uh, so it sounds like they're, so she had forty k in cash and they took that. And I'm wondering if that might be what, um, what the precursor to the breakup? I don't know if they're uh, if if Tiger's camp thinks she stole that money or what. Well, Very up in the air. Are are we to assume so? Removed her belongings and stole forty thousand dollars in cash. Again, us reading the thread and, and not the the original document probably leads to this confusion by me. Like, was the forty thousand dollars? like tigers and we're saying like she was alleged to have stole it no like they took it saying that she took it well okay yes and then she is saying that that was defamatory because yes they took her money what she says is hers that she rightfully earned i don't know that there's not a ton out there and i don't think tiger answered the suit yet got it but and then was she not at the event earlier I guess I thought I thought I saw her at the uh, Genesis event with Tiger. Oh, um, so this happened maybe. late late twenty twenty two, right? So it could have yeah. been. Could have maybe been it's fairly just a recent. different woman that was there, but there was yeah, somebody inside the that. ropes, like with his kids. Yeah, the wrongful and, eviction apparently was on late October twenty twenty two. So this could have been pretty recent. Um, I, I've got to confess that like my source on remembering that she was at the event is fake tigers recap the day after the Genesis <laughs> opened. So sure. I don't know if that's accurate. Um, <laughs> the, the best source I've seen on like that has just followed this and written, done write-ups on it is lumber law at lumber law. Don't really know what his association with big lumber is, but either way, he's covered this quite well. Um, so she's also in a separate claim she is looking to invalidate and this is what got all the headlines the non-disclosure agreement the nda that she signed um presumably at the uh beginning of her relationship with tiger uh not uncommon uh powerful people do this the rich and famous uh celebs have people sign ndas all the time um but there is a uh, federal law that prohibits an nda from being enforced if there's allegations of sexual assault or sexual harassment. Her suit does not make any of those claims, but she does cite that law. So it's interesting. I don't know if there's more coming down the pipe. 
But that's what was getting all the TMZ headlines because, you know, it's and, and everybody's running with like, oh, dude, tiger sexual whatever. Um, when we don't really know, and we don't know if we'll get anything else uh, on that. But I guess the biggest shocker in all this is like, dude, why don't you just pay her, dude? Like, just pay her what she wants. She was with you for all that time. Um, don't. Why do you have to do shit so weirdly? Like, this is. You remember the Tiger Doc? We did a whole podcast on it where he broke up uh, with someone via. A, didn't he write his like sweetheart a letter because his parents like didn't want him dating her anymore? She's a, she's asking for thirty million dollars. Correct. You're saying just pay her the thirty million dollars? Uh, I would pay her of uh, there's I would pay her a sum to where it's like we don't he's not in the news uh, for this stuff. He's got enough going on. He can barely walk a golf course. I understand he's a very rich man, but thirty million is thirty million. That's a significant amount of money for anybody. Yeah, and. She's not going to give thirty million, but you know. I mean, break her off a. I feel like this stack, but Jesus. I feel like this could have been handled uh, before this, but it sounds like it's not going well. Uh, thirty million's enough to where like she's still showing up at places that you could frequent with ease. Like that keeps her access in your like circle of uh, I don't know your your sway houses. Uh, She's eligible to still be a member in those places. Like, I don't want to give her that much. How much? I would say the 40K shouldn't have come up. Like, that should have been a non issue. That's the cardboard boxes in that uh, one Miles Teller and Jonah Hill movie. Like, you just don't cut that corner. Uh, That should have never come up. How much did he lose Uh, in the Elon divorce? Half. I think it was a significant amount. I want to say. Oh, I think it was in the hundreds of millions. It was at least six figures. At least. <laughs> right. We, uh, I haven't seen, this is kind of just falling by the wayside. No one's really talking about it anymore, but we're going to monitor it. 10 mil. It rest, estimated 110. 110? God damn. It's a lot. Damn, she's eating good. Esta mucho dinero. Man, that babble is really Wow, working. the babble's paying off for KJ. <laughs> For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point of our academic careers. A couple years of Spanish, a couple years of Italian in college. Got news. Didn't retain a ton of it. But now thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language, whether you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with your family, or you just have some free time, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I've been brushing up on my Italian. I feel like there could be a squad trip to Italy sometime in the next couple of years. I don't wow. know. I'm oh. just throwing it out there. I'd love to. I'd love to stunt on y'all as I order in uh, Italiano. I hope I catch that invite. Oh yeah. I mean, you're gonna get a nice Chianti at dinner. I'll probably get a Chianti and some scampi. <laughs> KJ, what are you what are you brushing up on? Oh, I think we already know, but just tell us. Uh espanol, compadre. Wow. It sounds like Babel's 15-minute lessons make it perfect for KJ and you to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plans. Lesson plans, AI, artificial intelligence, what? But Babel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective with Babel. 
You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash bang. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bang for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Who wants already, to, already time party? to party? Shoosh. Ooh. Let's party. This is the part of the show where we podcast, talk sports, and we party at the same time. Chris Beard has a new job. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Yeah, we did. We listened to the intro. Okay, yeah. Ole Miss hired him. It was announced today. You know what? Uh, I People aren't properly crediting Brett Merriman, who's been who's been all over this. Yeah, he's up on those message boards. He, he, really, he really is. They nailed this. Yeah, uh, you know what? Fresh start. Get out, of t- get out of Dodge. Get out of town. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully, he figures his shit out, man. He yeah. Stops, stops allegedly... Uh, Domestic abusing. Yeah. Yes, I. <laughs> that was the allegation. <laughs> Charges dropped, but yeah, allegation was there. Uh, about the Tar Heels just declining a bid. I like this move. I don't know why. They got I a like bottom it. tier bid, and they just said no uh, way. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna stay. We're just gonna call it. Uh, this sucks, right? I think it sucks for the players. I don't think that there's much for them to necessarily gain. But again, you give your players the opportunity to decline. I don't think you unilaterally make that decision for them. If you've already had that discussion internally, great. Same, you know, team decision. We're electing not to play. Fine, but don't say we're focused on next year because I think that's trash. Yeah, I forgot that they were preseason number one. <laughs> They were they were preseason number one, I believe, and missed like the first ever to miss a tournament completely. Um, now I think this is a bad look, and I think now you're just kind of setting yourself up for like an off season with players like comments like, "Yeah, we should have played." I wish we I didn't agree with it, and it just looks bad. Um, I think, but I don't know. People, I don't really watch much NIT. People guys, forget that Texas won the NIT a couple years ago, and look at them now, conference champs, two seed without Chris Beer beat the. Absolute breaks off Kansas for the second time in I think two. Or I'm sorry, ten days. Uh, your one seeded Kansas Jayhawks, that is regular season Big Twelve champs. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing great right now. It's good to see. Randy, give us give us like at least two minutes on Purdue because I, I mean we'd be remiss if we did not talk about your Boilermakers. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Purdue will get knocked out in the Sweet Sixteen because it is what it is. <laughs> Oh, Brandy, very high on it's his. It's not uh, a ringing endorsement. It's Boilermakers. Because it Zach is. Zach Eady, not, not happy to hear about this. What it but is. But then again, he's probably not listening until uh, a high schooler lets him know it, huh? Oh, okay. Hey. Wow. Got him. Oh, that's sturdy from KJ. Always a pleasure, Randy. Um, Man, we went into the weekend thinking, oh, we'll definitely talk Players' Championship. Like, that's always some good drama. Turns out it wasn't. Scott Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, He's Highland Park's cold, own, uh, the number one player in the world. He is just a, a, He's a killer. He's on a tear, he quite the tear. tear. Won six of his last 27 tournaments. 
That's insane. It is. Um, what can you say? He boat ran. I mean, he was like up like five or six strokes. I think it was a six six stroke victory. Was never interesting, and I actually found myself watching. Like, oh, dude, there's a lot of money on on the line for second place. I guess I'll watch this. Can't help Who but wonder how second Hovland or Ricky Hatton. Hatton got second, and I believe twelve under. Yeah, uh, can't help but wonder how Terrell well Hatton. how well Scheffler would have done with uh, the live players included. But you know, like Randy said, it um, is what it is. <laughs> what a negative outlook on your teeth. <laughs> It happens every year. I mean, it's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles. So facts. You know, oh, you know, God. How many other colloquialisms can you drop? It's just the way <laughs> the news goes. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, other notable names in the top ten. We have Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa started the weekend really strong with sixty five on Thursday, and then pretty av uh, after that, but. What happened with uh, No Chin uh, guy, Spaniard, former number one? Why was his name escaped? John, John Rahm. Rahm. He withdrew. John Why Rahm. did he withdraw? What was the What was the injury? Uh, he was my number one, my number one overall pick in my uh, draft that I did. Oh, it was just illness. So uh, okay, what, no word on if it was diarrhea, but you have to think it might have been. Maybe he had that gooseitis, that constipation. <laughs> Okay. To so call that down to the, the documentary. Sickness, and then Rory didn't make the cut, right? Nope. Not a good look. Not a tough time for Rory. All right. Let's run it back. Hold on. I'm adding one more. Oh. I missed. You, you get it. There, there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's time to run it back, which, of course, is the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave didn't have a Paloma at Washfest, but Dylan and Dr. Z did. Of course, that's uh, Dr. Zuckerberg. It's true. He did speak at our panel. KJ will be in stew next week. Can't wait. That's Live really in exciting. color. The Brunch Boys know their Oscars shit, so check out their coverage. KJ has his ear to the streets in Wisconsin. Dave still does intermittent, intermittent fasting, but now he just does it intermittently. Mm-hmm. The Raiders didn't upgrade at quarterback, but they did upgrade their hotness. Sex sells. KJ is basically fluent in Spanish now, as he yeah. displayed right before that babble read. Randy said, it is what it is, and that's the way the cookie crumbles in a span of about two minutes. So that's cool. John Rom withdrew from the Players' Championship, possibly to constipation, but that is pure speculation. We don't know. We don't know. We don't that's know. all we can do is speculate. That's what we do here. That concludes Run It Back. Fun show. We'll be back next week with KJ in the house. Until then, bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.